0: of midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.
1: This week on Good Moms, Bad Choices.
0: When you
2: do a freezing cold shower for three minutes in the morning, it's making you tough for the rest of the day because it's freezing and And it's it's horrible. It's making you the fuck up. And it never gets easier. (laughs) And you mentally have to be like, okay, I just have to do this. And you feel so good afterwards.
3: Welcome back to Good Moms, Bad Choices. I'm Erica. And I'm Mila. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, everyone. It's hump day, y'all. How's your day going, dear? It's going great. I'm in West Hollywood looking at an amazing view. This is an amazing view. Speaking of deer, we're at the very classy Deer Media studio. And you will see if you're on our Patreon, we are very classy wearing headphones and everything.
1: I know. And we are here with Lauren Bostic. The host of the Skinny Confidential podcast and just overall entrepreneur, beauty guru, author, author mama, mama. Thanks, guys. <laughs> God, oh, thanks we kicked God. Michael off. We yeah, we were th- we were with her husband earlier, and then we told him to get the fuck out. Yep. So. This
2: is the only threesome we want today.
3: <laughs> I think he was good. He was yeah, like, I'm out. <laughs> he's like, after talking. you blasted him about watching real housewives he's done with you
2: he loves orange county he loves them all he loves new york don't don't let any of it get to you he knows <laughs>
1: <laughs> i used to watch reality tv but i don't know I, I think i went down a really dark deep hole when i started watching like, love and hip-hop and then i was like i can't watch any of it
2: i need anymore. to watch that no, everyone talks
1: no, no,
3: no you don't, no, no, you don't. No, okay no. are you sure just don't
2: love island and that only one i else.
1: highly recommend is uh jocelyn's cabaret which okay. is on zeus network okay and it's <laughs> ratchet
2: i'm watching it tonight it's You're so gonna done. Die. that's how i like do therapy and meditation i just like it's watch the best reality trashy you've ever seen okay period. i'm gonna watch it
3: <laughs> jocelyn's Cabernet. Late. it's been on air for like a year she just caught i up. don't
1: watch tv i'm old, i'm old school i don't know um, anyway, uh, so on our show, we, we typically, well, every episode, we pull a card just to kind of see what the, what the spirit is feeling on this episode. So I just pulled a card, and uh, it's the Five of Pentacles. And I really wanted to just, like, put it back because I don't really like this card.
3: Why don't you like the Five of Pentacles?
1: Um, well, it says uh, Five of Pentacles, Financial Hardship. However temporary, it could be on the way this Wednesday.
2: Yeah, we don't like this card.
3: Wait, it says what on Wednesday? It's
2: gonna be. It could be on the way.
1: It could be on the way. So no. brace yourself for some bad news. What really matters, however, is not what happens, but how you react to it. You can fight your way through this relatively easily if you get creative about ways to increase your income and decrease your outgoings. Um, key interpretations, emotional or financial troubles. Okay, so it doesn't have to be finances because my bank account is looking decent these days. So I needed to just chill the fuck out. Um, inadequacy, poverty, scarcity, scarcity, or worry.
3: So that card, I don't know, does that speak to you in any way? Do you feel, um, that really pissed me off. So I l- <laughs> so I looked at another one. <laughs> I'm glad you looked at another I one. I didn't get another card, but I did need some more insight on that card. I, yeah, because that's, I'm pissed. It says, you may have recently lost your job, your home, or your financial security. You no longer feel safe because it has all been stripped away from you in, a, in one blow. Your ego may be, also be bruised, especially since success often correlates to financial wealth. Losing either can be a humbling blow to your self-esteem and sense of self-worth. The upside is that this is a minor arcane. I don't know how to say this. Archaic, Arc no, Arcana card with temporary yeah. effects rather than a major Arcana. So there's two sets like within a tarot card deck. There's arca- um, minor Arcana and major Arcana, um, which has longer term impact, and the other one's more emotional. So this is short. Uh-huh, this too shall pass. Okay. okay, so what my witchiness is telling me is this is not finances for us. Okay. Maybe something has changed and it's making you question your, your security or what you would generally associate with your security. But what it's telling us is that you need to really tap into your own source of independence, your own source of security. Don't look outwards. Maybe it's not like, you know, as we all know, finances go up and down. Shit happens. Look at Bitcoin. But like your source of security is actually... Inward. That's what I'm taking from it. I feel like that's the
2: theme. That should just be the theme. Yeah. I love it.
3: Yeah. I love it.
1: Um, So we usually ask our guests to share an affirmation. Okay. Um, Is there any affirmations that you would like to share with our listeners today?
2: I think my affirmation in all areas of my life would be don't settle. I think uh, when it comes to a relationship, for me, I'd rather be in a relationship that is working on, you know, all tiers or single there's no in between for me and I try to approach every area of my life with that it's like how can you be the best version of yourself in whatever area that is and I think a lot of us tend to settle because of society's expectations we talked about this on our podcast I think people want to check this box because society tells them they need to and sometimes I think it's just better not to settle amen
3: and that kind of goes with the card right like, Ooh, like witchy the, the security you know like you settle because oh this seems safe this seems secure. Oh, like, Bill is cool. He has a good job. You know, like, but Bill's not it. Bill's not it. Just because Bill has a good job doesn't mean Bill is, like, getting your panties wet before you come home. You know? Like, you gotta... Don't settle because it's safe.
2: Bill's gotta be funny. Bill's gotta have a big, 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 big personality.
4: <laughs>
3: Bill's gotta have
2: big other things. Like, bank account. Bill's that gotta, gotta be fun. You gotta be childlike. Bill's gotta have a lot of things. He has to be emotionally mature, yeah. feminist. Yeah, all the things. Amen. Yes. Where's Bill? Where the <laughs> fuck is my Bill?
3: Watch fucking Housewives <laughs> yeah. with me. Ma- yeah,
2: you always... They <laughs> peripheral it. They actually don't watch it. They act like they're not watching, but they really are. Clearly. Of course. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he's like knew the whole storyline. <laughs> <laughs> he knows it better than I do. <laughs> so
1: you have Skinny Confidential. You, I, I was researching you a little bit and you started it in college, right? And now you've built this entire, I would say,
2: empire... Thank um, you. I have a lot, a lot more to do, but that's very nice.
1: I know, but you know, I I feel you because it's really hard for me to like celebrate my wins. But you're killing it.
2: Thank you. That's very, very nice, especially coming from both of you. You guys have built an incredible community. Um, I've had Skinny Confidential for 13 years. Wow! So I started blogging. I was broke, 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 no money. Bartending. I was going to school full time, teaching pure bar and Pilates, and this was when blogging was not cool. There was no Instagram, and I just felt that the sorority system at my college was fucked because I got accepted to a sorority which is what you're in quotes supposed to do at the school I went to San Diego State and I remember I arrived like the first week because I had no friends there and I was like oh I'm gonna finally get friends and they said okay eight hundred dollars a semester and I said oh what are you talking about? $800 to have friends a semester? I can't afford that. I I was making no money. And I thought, okay, how can I do this online for free and not charge people and meet people and connect women everywhere? And a blog not only sounded like a good idea it sounded like it was something I could build a brand off of
1: so then you did so then you did have the brand in mind when you created it it wasn't like you you knew that you were what you were doing essentially essentially.
2: the, the whole time I was like I'm building a brand that First off, it was I'm building a community. And off that, I wanted to build a brand that the community wanted to go to. The blog was definitely like the mo- mothership and like the tipping point of that. But it, I knew that I had to lay the foundation with the blog to build the brand, if that makes sense. Just like how you guys have done with the podcast. The podcast is the foundation. And you guys are able to build your Slack channel and Costa Rica and and, you know, your jewelry and your merch. You have to build the foundation first. So I went into this. And I think you guys probably did this, too, with an intention not to make money right away. I think nowadays people are like, how do I make money? And that's the wrong question that you should be asking yourself. I went in with intention to provide value to a community and connect them. And that was it. And so what I would say, if you're starting out and you want to be a podcaster, or a blogger or whatever, get a side hustle. And everyone always tells you, you know. Okay, go work 100 different jobs. I completely disagree with that. I think you should go work in the service industry so you can work from 6 o'clock to 12 o'clock and then you have your whole day free to work on your side hustle and build the brand that you want to build so eventually you have freedom and autonomy. Um, And so, you know, I I didn't make one dime for three years. I think that's so important to tell people. Everyone looked at me like I was fucking crazy. What are you talking about? You're building a blog. 13 years ago, people were like, you're nuts. (laughs) And um, I think, you know, it's about not settling for other people's opinion and doing you. Yeah, I mean, I'm so
1: glad you said that, too, because I think that a lot of people assume that, um, you know, you have a brand and you have you have followers that automatically equates to success automatically equates to, you know, especially monetary success. And even me and Mila, like we didn't see a dime for a while, you know, and I think people we just left um, this podcasting conference podcast movement in Nashville where we were speaking and... um, people are there to figure out how to monetize their podcast and like, how are you, how to monetize, how to monetize. And it's like people like they think that you're going to, there's like the secret recipe that, 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 that we know that's going to make you a millionaire in podcasting. And it's like, yeah, homegirl got $60 million for podcasting, but like, that's just not, that's not the norm in this space. And it takes time and it takes, you know, it takes you build you doing that you showing up every week i mean most podcasts and what i learned even a a fun fact that i learned while i was there is that most people quit podcasting after their sixth episode
2: and then the worst is even this is the worst is when they get to 100 episodes and they quit it reminds me of that meme where the guy's chopping through the 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 boulder he's digging he's digging he's digging he's digging and he's literally has to just one Touch more. it And it's the diamond Yes And he turns so around yep. oh. And I, that it, It's A it, hundred episodes Is even worse than six if you're going to commit to building a podcast, a blog, an Instagram account, you have to contribute every single day. It's consistency. I th- I actually think that is the secret. Consistency, value, quality, like value is so important. If I'm producing content and it doesn't give the audience a takeaway, I feel like I'm wasting their time. Exactly. And I, I would
1: say for sure it's it's value and definitely consistency. And it's like you have to be relentless you have to I remember I was I, I've been acting most of my life and um, I'll never forget when I was in this acting class they were saying that you know in order to master anything you have to dedicate like I think it was 1200 hours or something to your craft and also that there's no way for you to master if you have, if you have five different things that you want to do, you're not going to master all five of them. You kind of have to choose. And even I made a choice, you know, when I've, when we started the podcast, you know, I I have my, I have beauty blender, which, you know, is my family business and that I, I love and I work for. And then I was also doing acting and I was also doing podcasting and I was trying to balance all these three like major like pillars in my life. And I had to make a choice and I, 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 decided to stop acting for a while because i was like i'm not gonna master all these things there's no way that i can and it was the best decision that i've made because now i'm here creating something with jamila and it's leading me back to that it's leading me back to you know that part of my creativity but on my own terms um which i'm really excited about but i there's no way that i was going to be able to master this space trying to do all three things so i think One of the big things I always tell people is like, what is it that you actually want to do and do that and focus on that? Don't try to be good at everything. It's just not possible.
2: Yeah, I think one of the cool things about what we do is, you know, everyone my whole life was like, you should be a television broadcaster. Oh, you're beautiful. No, that's not what what I, that's not, that's not why I had nothing to do with that. I think it, they just thought like, I'm very comfortable in front of the camera, just like you guys are. I, I, that's kind of the career path. Like everyone said that I should do. And I started to think about why I don't want to do it. And I think that this might be why you didn't choose acting. I want to say what I want to say when I want to say it. And I don't want to read a script. I don't want to read a teleprompter that someone else wrote. That sounds fucking boring. And I think the same kind of thing with acting. It's like with what you do now, you guys said it earlier, you're authentically yourself. So you can be honest. You don't have to read someone else's words. And I think that's liberating to be able to monetize and, and build a brand and build a community. For sure. I mean,
1: somewhat in that way, I do love acting. I do love the the the, the building of a character. I think it was just, I've been doing it for so long since I was a kid, and I was going on so many auditions that I knew I wasn't going to get. I was like, this is not for me. Like, Also, I was going on auditions for shitty things. I was like, I don't want to do this. And now it's like... Now I'm like, well, how can I create my own show? Can I just create something for myself? You did it,
3: you oh, know. Right. Surprise! <laughs> and then it feels authentic. You don't have to like choose between characters. You're like, I would never say this. I would never say right. that. So you're a mom. I'm a mom. How old? Wait, is wait, your- wait! Before we go into the motherhood, yes, let's. We have a little game we like to play. Play like the game called Trigger. Okay, and we're just going to ask you random. Go gonna, for it. Out random words. Ask me anything. And then you respond with whatever comes to mind first, quickly. Okay. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Um. The same thing. Okay. Four hundred times a half. No, sorry. <laughs> marriage.
2: Like you want me to just say one word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, one word. Mm-hmm. Mm. You can say two. If, if it. I'll say two. It depends. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: Love. Touch your passion. Creating your vice. A skinny margarita with a half rim of salt with extra jalapeno and a weed mint. Oh mm. my god, that sounds
3: fucking awesome! <laughs> I never tried the weed mint. What the fuck? Oh my god, I have the best weed mints. What? Okay. Um. Sorry. Bad habits. A skinny margarita <laughs>
2: with jalapeno with a half rim of salt and a weed mint. That's a good habit. Favorite sex position. <sighs> Taylor, don't pop a boner. <laughs> A favorite sex position, doggy style with a vibrator.
3: Ah, that's a good one. Um, Monogamy. It depends. (laughs) Kids. It depends. Skinny. Confidential.
2: Race. Race. I think people need more empathy and to be open-minded. Good one. Weed. Mint.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Social media
2: distracting la <laughs> and but also incredible la green juice <laughs> austin sanctuary cheating i want to say it depends but i'm not going to say that again <laughs> cheating um knife <laughs> <laughs>
3: Not Michael. <laughs> Dick <laughs> cut off on the floor, dangling. <laughs> okay, Lorena. Um, favorite porn category?
2: Definitely lesbian porn. I'm not. I don't need a bunch of cocks. It's. I have enough cock with my husband. I don't need penis everywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, your childhood. Non-judgmental.
3: That's beautiful. Celebrity crush ruby rose Mm. oh my god me too she's She's beautiful she is really hot um thong or
2: panties fucking the most granny disgusting panties that you've ever seen postpartum like still wear (laughs) them
3: i didn't i wasn't expecting
2: that no no thong right now biggest regret I don't think like that. I really I know this is longer than I don't think in regret. I feel like it's telling myself a story that
3: I don't need. Same. I think my my high school quote was no regrets. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) The early YOLO. Yeah, that's YOLO. Um, Boxers or briefs?
2: On a guy? Mm -hmm. Boxers make your dick look so much bigger. So I would go boxers. Really? Yeah, I think so.
3: I thought briefs would. Cause no, because
2: it like widens it, like because the legs are covered. Like, I feel it like it widens like it. Looks, it looks, yeah. Taylor, I know you're getting
3: ideas. <laughs> Taylor's like, leave me the fuck out of this. <laughs> okay, I the, the, the think that's all that Taylor can handle today. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor just came. He finished. <laughs> oh, my God. We're just <laughs> destroying him back there.
0: Taylor's dripping. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain.
2: keep going he goes he goes keep going Uh,
3: there's more no okay
1: anyway so i'm curious you said for kids and for marriage you said it depends um why it depends for you
2: marriage i think is not for everybody and i don't think anything's for everybody i think that we have this like thought that everything is for everybody it's not marriage is I think it should be a choice. Some people want it. I don't think I would be married if I was not with Michael. I really don't. I think I would be single. And kids, the How same long thing. Have you guys been married. We've known each other since we were twelve. Oh my gosh. Oh wow. We. Um, dated I put that in quotes From 12 to 14 My dad caught us In the closet Half naked oh, 14 Broke up Didn't You know Went to high school together But different paths And got back together At 22 mm. um, We've been married for Shit I should fucking
3: know this About five years mm. um, Okay that brings me To two other ones That I One other one Two that I want to get out That I didn't do Threesomes Brain fog
0: Insomnia Moodiness
2: I think it depends how you do it. Right. So, like, if I was going to do a threesome, because I've thought about this, I feel like I would want to go to, like, Amsterdam, where it's legal, and get, like, someone who's a professional, because I think that it would make it more seamless. So
3: you'd hire a sex worker?
2: Yeah. Legally. Like, you know. No,
3: I think that's that makes sense. Yeah, I would
2: hire a sex worker, but... I'm also fluid with, like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like to speak in ultimatums about something like that, I don't know. I mean, like I could, in 20 years, I could be like, you know, we've been having sex with each other. Like, let's, see. I don't have like a very yes or no, black or white answer on that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm open minded. Let's put it that way.
3: What about mushrooms?
2: Love them. They, uh, I was horrible postpartum anxiety and depression. And I microdosed like probably, for 3 weeks in a row and it just made me feel so i it truly and for my journey it cured my depression from postpartum it just i feel like it puts stuff in perspective i think there's a couple of things that if you're going to do it you should pay attention to i don't look at my phone Something about blue light. You can't. You can't look at your phone. You got to put your phone away. Mushrooms and phones don't. It's the the frequencies don't match. The phone is like LSD, and like the mushroom (laughs) is like Mother Earth. Yeah. So put your phone away. No TV. Don't sit inside. Be in nature. Um, And most importantly, and this is something I found out the hard way, be with people that are on the same wavelength as you. And that have really good energy because if you do mushrooms and you're around someone who's like a cockroach, you know everyone has knows what I'm talking about. It kind of like ruins the experience because
1: you can see people's like aura, the aura. Yeah, you can see their all their intentions. They're like written on their
3: face. It's
2: yeah, just... I love mushrooms. I hope it becomes. Legal in every state
3: I feel like that happens With weed too I've dated people And then started smoking And then I'm like Wow I don't like you at all (laughs) And then But with mushrooms It's heightened Like it's like Please leave right now
2: You know what my favorite Thing to do is What Go on mushrooms With Michael And then lock him In a room and like, fucking dissect him. Oh, like
3: ask him all <laughs> for the questions. hours. I
2: ask him every question. It's literally if it was like a hobby on MySpace back in the day, that would be one of my hobbies. Is it
1: because like is it is it because it's it's hard for him to open up when he's not, or because he can't lie on mushrooms?
2: I think with men in general women want more from them always Mm. (laughs) I'm like that meme like how much attention do you need it's like I need all of it plus some plus some so like with the mushrooms it's you're able to like really get in there whereas men are like they're sometimes a few words so that mushrooms is great for that. It's like playing a game of operation. Remember that game very where you like nice. go in with the like the, the <laughs> tweezers and, and, and get the spleen? Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's fucked.
3: <laughs> I'm going to make you emotional today. Come here.
2: Yeah, it's it's very, very fun.
3: <laughs> well, we agree. We're totally uh, mushroom advocates, too. We love I, I agree. Like it's necessary. It's good for depression, anxiety. It really saved me in the um, COVID situation last year so.
2: How do you like to do it? Do you like to microdose? Are you like
3: eating chocolate? Are you eating an actual mushroom? I've done it all of the above. I like the chocolates. Erica microdosed me in Costa Rica. <laughs> I must have got the strong microdose that day because I was tripping. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? I'm like, oh my God, she gave me a mushroom with my vitamins. So it kind of threw me off. But then I surfed and I was fine. Um, but it just depends like what vibe you're on if you're gonna try to go all the way deep and cry and shit and try to really figure some shit out or you're just like walking in the park and need a little extra creativity
2: you probably felt better after you surfed because you connected with the earth yeah I honestly think that people everyone's obviously going through this COVID situation Everyone needs to connect with the earth. And that sounds so woo-woo, but people don't understand the healing benefits of putting your feet in the sand or the soil or the ocean. It is, there is so many studies if you Google grounding and earthing and what it can do to change your mood. And if you really think about it right now, when is the last time that you actually put your feet to the earth? You've put it to your, you know, carpet or wood floor or tile, but when is the last time? Taylor probably has never touched the earth. (laughs) Taylor's like beating his meat to some porno and can't you need like an earthing mat underneath your porn setup taylor like it's so important to put your feet in the sand and i I think we're also told like
1: put shoes on put the shoe put
2: your shoes on don't go out the house
1: without any shoes or you know like it's so true and i think i'm guilty of it i'm guilty of like uh, it hurts like uh what, what i step on ow like oh let me put shoes on but you know, me and Mila recently went to Costa Rica for two weeks, and we were literally just naked, pretty much half the time, and without shoes, and just doing everything in nature. And it was it was something that I it reminded me uh, that how important that is, and how important it is for my mental health, and how important it is for my daughter too. And that we're actually going back um, in about a week and a half, and we're taking our kids. And I'm just so excited because grow you know, grow. I grew up here in LA, and my daughter's growing up here in LA, and. Not only is she growing up in L.A., she's growing up here in such a strange time with what's happening with the the world. And on top of that, just social media, tablets, so much access. Everyone has so much access. There's not a lot of, I think... um, emphasis on nature at all and i'm just really excited to ground her ass and bring her out there and take her shoes off and show her and i think kids innately they know when they get in that space because there's so much they're so they're so much closer to the source than we are like my daughter's 6 years away from the source i'm like 33 and i feel like when she gets there at least this is my hope is that she really understands like why it's so important to to create a life where you can do that and Cause it's, it's taken me now like 33 years or however long it's been since I've lived on my own to really understand and remember how important that is to me and how like I do feel so much better near water. I mean, I'm a Scorpio, I'm a water sign, but I, I feel so much better in water and in nature and I come back to like earth or here and I'm just like back to anxiety, back to like. It's like, it's like the new
3: generation's church.
2: <laughs> it's so, you're so right. right. Like, that is such a good example, like, especially cuz of COVID, it made it so we're yeah, all everyone's COVID, like I was like went
3: to Colorado.
2: Everyone's like sanctuary, sanctuary, sanctuary. For me it happened when I was pregnant. I all of a sudden was like wait, all these buildings, all these phones, all these computers like what's going on and then COVID happened and i was just like get me out of here and that's why we moved to austin like our house is totally different vibe than it is here um i think you're you're so right about kids someone gave me such a good tip they said and i'm gonna do this with my daughter they said garden because with gardening you're touching the soil you're touching the earth you're planting the seeds it's interactive you can't use your phone and you're growing something, and so you see progress, and they said it's really good for kids to have a garden. And, and all those elements that we're all talking about come together in that. So I think that a garden is like a cute idea. If you have a kid, it's easy, and it's it's cheap. You get some seeds, and you go. Well, it really teaches them just
3: nurturing anything in their life. We actually had an event um, last weekend, or two weekends ago, and in one of the activations, it was for kids, Grochella. It was beautiful, and like, Erica and I are witchy bitches, and we're always talking about manifesting. And like, um, we actually had a station where kids were planting their own seeds, and like, putting like uh, crystals crystals in there, putting their mind to whatever it is that they wanted to manifest, and then like putting soil over it. And then, you know, recently it started to sprout in the window. So I showed Luna when she came home, and I was like, "What do you remember? What you manifested? What you planted? What your intentions were?" And she was like, "I." wished for butterflies and it's so crazy because someone had come in from outside and he brought it was like those one of those things with the butterflies in there six beautiful real butterflies but he just found it outside but this is before I showed it to her and I was like oh my god Luna it happened. You got your butterflies. Wow. That is so cute. Oh, <laughs> but but like just planting those little seeds of grounding. I always tell Luna like take off your shoes. Me and my grandma tell her like to put her her third eye to the tree. Yeah. But just like just like doing things that your kids don't forget their magic because as adults like as society we move away from that we move away from like our capabilities and then we have to watch the secret 47 times to remember but in reality like we have the the ability to manifest these things like even for the new moon we did some like spells i try to like pump her up like we're gonna do some spells we're gonna take a bath we're gonna put some potions in you know and she's like all witchy because she's a dark sagittarius and she's like into it so it's just like grounding and kind of cultivating your own spirituality. You know, like our generation has come so far away from religion. You know, if you're religious, that's great. But like it's it's fact that most people are more spiritual than they are religious now. And but it's just like not not being real, like I'm I'm not with religion, but I am with spirit and with like God and and how we can transfer those things to our children in like alternative ways versus the structured like if you sin you're gonna go to hell you know but
2: it's so true and i love again the moon that's so earthy and like ground it's like it's like it's important to show our kids this what's your sign gemini ah when's your birthday May 21st. Oh, you're cuspy like How us. do you guys know like all of this stuff? Cuz you're mm-hmm. crazy. All I know is I have two personalities and don't fuck with me, Michael.
3: Oh yeah, for also, sure. Also,
1: th- it makes sense that you're a serial entrepreneur because my all my Gemini friends that are well men and women you guys are just like go-getters
3: we are? yeah I'll take it yeah. we're, we're a month apart I'm June 22nd so I'm on the other cusp you're you're a Taurus Gemini cusp? yes how do you even know that jeez we're from LA yeah.
2: oh my god it's our
3: favorite question
2: wait is, is your sign Gemini too or
3: I'm a but- Cancer but I'm on the Gemini cusp so I do have some Gemini. so you have fucking three personalities yeah, okay three. I love it yeah
2: <laughs> sorry to anyone so that you, dates so you three. you do you do too you're on Two, the cusp ten, oh I <laughs> Bitch, I guess I have, uh, yeah, I have crazy. four.
3: And Tauruses <laughs> are crazy. My mom's a Taurus, and she will cut my dad at any given time. So I, Michael, be careful. Yeah, he better watch out. He's an Aries.
1: Wait, so how old is your daughter? She's, She's one and a half. So you're, I guess, you're like a new mom. You're like in the... I'm a new mom. You're a new mama. Would you say, like, what is the biggest, I guess, surprise that you've learned in motherhood? Like, maybe something that you thought would be one way and now you're realizing is different.
2: I thought it was going to be easier. What I mean by that is I cannot believe how much mom guilt there is. I was the type of person that was not dreaming of when I was going to have kids. I wasn't like super maternal. My husband's actually more maternal than me. When I had the baby, I was like, I'm going to get a nanny and I'm, I want, I want, you know, this, uh, the schedule and the babysitter and the, the like, I wanted all the things. And now that I have a baby, I constantly feel guilty. And even if it's just you have to leave for an hour, you feel guilty. And I think it's not talked about enough. I think people are like, oh, yeah, mom guilt. But like, no, you feel guilty like for even like being on your phone when I'll they're just, eating breakfast just wait
1: till she tells you to get off your phone
2: you're always on your phone mom yeah, see, it's like every little thing feels like you're not doing enough it's never enough that's with my business I feel like I can like check a box but with mom it's like mommy hood it's it's hard because you feel like anything you're doing is not the right thing so that's been the most surprising thing is is how much one I want I don't want a nanny all the time and two I feel guilty when I leave I, I love that,
1: like the idea of being able to check a box on your business and not being able to in motherhood. No, I think that's like so it's so beautifully put that way. I've never thought about it that way, but it's so accurate.
2: It's wishy washy. It's, yeah. There's no one to tell you like you're doing it right. There's no set of rules with like finances and business and all these things. There's more there's more of a formula
3: like milestones that you can hit and you know you're doing a good job.
2: I, and then I'll look back and I'll be like, oh my God, I wasn't, I didn't spend every waking second with her when she's a newborn and she's never going to be a newborn again. So you carry like all this guilt through each stage. It's weird. Mm. Mm-hmm. Do you think dads, do you think dads get dad not guilt? Uh, Not at all. Mm. I haven't seen it. <laughs> I mean, now I don't, I don't know if you're a shitty dad. Maybe you have dad guilt. Hopefully, shit. But I I, the ones so, that are I good know. dads, I don't see the dad guilt, like the mom guilt. Yeah, I
1: know. I agree. I was going to I wanted to ask Michael that because some guy that we were when we were speaking on this panel in Nashville, we were saying that men don't experience dad guilt. And this guy was like, fuck that. Yes, I do. And I was like, I did not want to like not count his feelings but I
2: maybe some dads do have dad guilt I don't know (laughs) I don't want to blank it but I just think it feels different with women because now we're not you know 20 years ago a lot of people were staying home or whatever it's different now we're so multifaceted I think and not that we haven't always been but like it's we're really multifaceted you're launching merch you got your podcast you guys are doing your trip you have to be a mom you have to be a businesswoman you have to show up on the mic there's a million fucking things to do and the dad doesn't feel the same. No.
3: Yeah,
1: I don't think so. <sighs> <laughs> um,
3: if anybody has a cure to mom guilt, call us. Is there anything
1: that like your parents maybe, you know, how they raised you that maybe you are choosing to do different with your daughter or that you think you'll do differently? I know you said that you came from and your childhood was very open minded. I don't know if you were speaking in, in about your parents allowing you to like, you know. Be open minded and explore. But is there anything that you're gonna, you feel like you're doing different or you plan to do differently?
2: One thing that I, first, all, I have to tell you one thing I like is that my parents raised me in a, an environment where if you want something, you figure it out. The theme of my childhood was figure it out. Oh, you want that? Go get it. Like it was always me having to figure out, like, how to get something I wanted. And I think that put me in a really good position later because now when someone says, you know, oh no, you can't go in the house, all the doors are locked and the windows are locked too. I'm coming down the fucking chimney. Like I'm going to figure out a way to get into the house. And I think they really set me up for that. And then another thing that they did that I think was great was what I mentioned earlier was not being judgmental. If I could have told my parents I wanted to be anything and there was no judgment. And as I interview really successful people, that's not the case they were told you have to be a doctor, you have to be a lawyer, you can't pursue entrepreneurship. I think my parents were really good at, it. they were entrepreneurs, so I think they were really good at instilling in me that I can do whatever I want if I go work for it and figure it out. So that's, I have to shout out something they did good. Something that I think that I'll do differently. God, that's a good question. Um, I think that I... Uh, i don't know i feel like i had like a, a pretty good parents um i think that my mom sometimes maybe hid things for me with what you said earlier how you're you're open in front of your daughter i like that i like the idea of having a, sort of an open communication as opposed to that generation kind of felt like they had to hide things from us And and I don't think that that is strategic in the long run. I'd like how you smoke weed. Like, you just show, this is my life. There's no secrets. It doesn't feel
3: um, secret energy, if that makes sense. Well, secrets, like, make curiosity. So that's what happens. Yes. Kids, when you're, like, secrets, like, have secrets about stuff. Um, I have a question, like... You and Michael have been together for so long. You're new parents and obviously you work together. Like, how does that work? Like, first of all, new parenthood is like, being a new parent is hard as fuck. Um, Me and Erica work together and do 400 things together. And it's hard when we don't even, we're not sleeping together. How do you maintain your relationship, you know, like your entrepreneurship, your, your, and your parenthood in the same household and also work together? Is it hard?
2: It's very, very hard, but this is what I'll say. And y- you guys can both relate to this probably. It's one of the biggest challenges of my life, but it's the biggest reward. And you'll find that too, as you guys are best friends, what is who's better to start an incredible thriving business with than your best friend or your partner. I think what it comes down to, and this is really important when you're in any kind of partnership, so many times I see marriages where Each one of them is pushing a different boulder up a different hill. Michael and I have been very thoughtful and purposeful on pushing the same boulder up the same hill. What happens in marriage is sometimes people are pushing the boulder, pushing the boulder. It's going separate directions. And I think even with you guys, my advice would be like, what is your... 3 month plan, what is your 5 year plan, what is your 10 year plan, and are we both pushing the same boulder up the same hill? It's really important because some people, you know, may want money for material things, but other people, like what I want money for is autonomy and being able to wake up and do what I want to do and create what I want to create and I want money for my time. I'm I like things to be convenient and efficient. So I think these conversations are important if you're in a relationship or in business with someone that's your best friend your friend your sister your husband
1: I think it's also important too and I, I would say even in our relationship which you know sometimes we have to work on balancing is remembering like because you're running a business it's like the moment you wake up you're talking about business like your whole you got to be careful about becomes the business and you forget about the relationship you got to be forget careful about, about that friendship and I think I'm guilty of that. Even in our relationship, is like sometimes I'm like, I need to check in with Jamila and like be her friend for, because like all I'm all we're talking about all the time is like, oh my god, we have this, this, this. There's so much shit. There's so much shit to get done. It's,
2: You're more like Michael.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: I'm oh. I I know how to compartmentalize and shut off, and I don't know if that's a good thing all the time. That's not always a good thing. I know how to how to put it away mm. and tuck it in the box and he's more like you like mm. but you just have to set boundaries like yeah. no i don't want to talk about quickbooks and my bank account at eleven thirty at night <laughs> when i'm winding down with my weed mint watching housewives right so now there's no business in the bed if he wakes up and checks his phone i'm like what do you i don't check my phone for two hours when i wake up i think it's seriously it will change your life if you can wake up tomorrow and not check your phone oh my god i'll have to wake up at 4 a.m i know <laughs> don't check your phone because what ends up happening is you're reactive to everyone else you're not being proactive to work on the things that you want to work on you're reacting to everyone's to-do list their text messages their emails then you're sucked into social media your cousin's sister's aunt's friend it's it's really distracting in the mornings I find and with Michael like I'm not asking you to get off for two hours but like when you wake up like for the first 20 minutes no phone. So you just start to like, it's like a dance. You start to learn how that other person dances and then you create what works around you, if that makes sense. Right.
1: So would you say then you do, you have boundaries in your marriage then?
2: Oh, a hundred percent. You have to have boundaries. What are they? Like I said, I don't want to talk about work in the bed my love language is touch get on board or move (laughs) (laughs) I think when we're reading books in bed it should be a hard book because or else we're just on our phone and our iPads in front of our daughter Mm. Um, other boundaries I I really try to encourage him and I try to lead by example not to check your phone Um, I will insist in the morning sometimes and you you guys have to try this if you haven't to do Wim Hof breath work Mm. it's 10 minutes what is it you'll get high what's the method I'm gonna text you guys what it is. Okay. It's Wim Hof breath work like on YouTube. The one. Nope. You just breathe in and out. You hold the breath. You feel you feel like you're on crack afterwards. It feels amazing. Someone told us that recently. It's I really. Like. I mean, that's another thing that's changed my life. It's just doing 10 minutes of breath. I like it way better than meditation and you you truly get high like I can't explain it and then uh, right after that I do a freezing cold three minute shower oh my god I just read about that too I feel like it's a sign from god you gotta try it everyone's like I don't have time to do that but you take a 15 minute shower every day so actually you have 10 minutes for breath and three minutes for a freezing cold shower that's 15 minutes so it's like I'm always about how to optimize time. How can I optimize my life? Instead of taking a shower for 15 minutes and just, you know, it being hot and comforting, it's like, okay, no, let's start my day off on a really positive foot and optimize that 15 minutes. So I try to like sprinkle that into his life too so do you only take a three minute shower or then
1: do you put the hot water on or it's just it's just cold it's freezing cold for three minutes
2: but here's the thing showers are cold no not (laughs) at nighttime. i never take a freezing cold shower it's always warm so i'll do a warm shower to wind down i think when you do a freezing cold shower for three minutes in the morning there's nothing that's hard the rest of the day. Oh, wow. Right. True. So guess what it does? It builds your mental toughness. And who taught me this? I got to credit them. Tony Robbins. Mm-hmm. Like you're building that muscle of like, OK, it's making you tough for the rest of the day because it's freezing and that it's horrible
1: you the fuck up
2: and it never gets easier. <laughs> and you mentally have to be like, OK, I just have to do this. And you feel so good afterwards. It's kind
3: of primitive too, right? Like just like walking naked, like being naked or grounding. It's just like going back to the, the the beginnings. I I also agree with you. Like breath work for meditation works best for me because I have serious ADD. So like, or even like chanting, I, I do that as like a visualization or a meditation because as long as I'm doing something in the meditation, I can stay awake. But if I'm just sitting up trying to Meditate, my ass will fall asleep. Like, I'm tired. But if I'm doing, like, if I'm dancing and I'm meditating, if I'm breathing, if I'm meditating, if I'm chanting and I'm meditating, then I can be focused on the one thing and, like, not think about anything else. But it's hard for me to just, I'll just lay down and go to sleep. If I'm just quietly meditating, I have to work on that.
2: I feel like you, after talking to you, are you're really going to like breath work. You seem like you like a lot of spiritual, holistic. Like, I think that you'll really like it.
3: I also like to moan when I breathe. I yeah, it's, it's good. Like. <laughs> the only time I've tried it's during sex, but I got to try it during my breath well, That's work. the thing. We like, we reserve moaning for sex, but like bringing joy and pleasure to other things. Like, <gasps> <sighs> try it with me. Like. <sighs> Taylor. Get
2: your penis out of here. Oh, there he is. Taylor wants to do Taylor it. Taylor wants to join us. Taylor, join in.
3: He's moaning back there. I have a movement. It's called Mila moans. I
2: love it. You never know what Taylor's doing behind there. You never know what he's watching even though there's a reflection and I can see it and he doesn't know that.
3: I mean there's so many there's so many ways to reach Peace and yes, like like I told you, I was working on your show. You guys go check out our episode with them, but about just um, rituals and routines is not my strong point. But I, I am looking to commit to myself more in that way for like the next six to 12 months. And I feel like the cold showers and the breath work, I'm taking that. For
2: Here's me. the thing, don't be overwhelmed because people will look at the morning routine that I've created over the last 10 years. Wait,
3: can you tell me the full morning routine? Yeah, yeah it's,
2: it's psycho, but like, you, <laughs> but like it's one thing at a time. You know, it's just little things. Like just change, not going on your phone for 20 minutes easy just change instead of a warm shower sh- at, okay like let's start slow do warm and then do 2 minutes of cold or a minute of cold just make little tiny changes i think they add up
1: absolutely i need to know your morning routine
2: it's really crazy Can't the wait. audience is going to be like well i see you here with like four vitamins in front of you i know i know five i try to squeeze it in where i can now before I was a mother, it was like even more crazier. But now that I'm a mother, I think I try to wake up at seven the same time every single day. I'm a huge fan of sleep. I'm not one of those people or entrepreneurs that's like no sleep. Like I, I like nine hours. Like I want to be in bed early. I Nine hours of sleep, maybe eight. And um, the second I wake up, I do this thing called light movement hydration. And everyone can do this. You open the shades. So the light comes in, which is really important to your circadian rhythm. And then you move. So what we typically do is we'll go take a walk with the baby. And while I'm moving, I'll hydrate. So it's such an easy tip is like having a huge hydro flask by your bed, putting lemon and mint in it. And you wake up, it's still freezing cold. So you have your hydration, you're hydrating. And then I come back and I try to do the breath work, the freezing cold shower, If I have time, I'll try to, you know, write down what I'm grateful for. I think that can change your mindset. I don't always have time to do that. Uh, Still have not checked my phone. And then I make the bed. And instead of looking at my phone as I make the bed, I just decided, okay, how can I use this as an opportunity to learn? And so I think that's turn on a podcast, um, turn on an audible. I think in the morning too, you should be intuitive on what you're consuming. So like... I don't want to start the day off with a gossip podcast. I don't want to in the night, by the way, with I love Gary Vee, but his energy is really high. You, yeah, you want to maybe wind it down different. I think you need to pay attention to where your energy levels are and adjust around that with the podcast. So the only time I really would touch my phone is to turn on the podcast. I think just not touching the phone is so beneficial though um but that's probably my morning routine maybe it's not as psycho no it's not psycho that makes sense it's just when i can set the foundation of my day i have a better day i just do set
1: the tone it's crucial i believe i mean i know i go in
2: and out of routine and when i'm in routine i
1: feel the best i don't know why it's so hard to fucking it's like working out it's like why is it so hard to take care of yourself because it feels good but then like not taking care of yourself also feels good sometimes. And then until it doesn't. Yeah, until it doesn't. And then you're like back to square fucking one. You can yeah. start all over again. We've yeah.
3: definitely all been in a place where you let someone else set the tone for your day. And you're like pissed for hours. And you're like, how the fuck did that just happen? I just woke up. <laughs> so I, I, I agree that the tone setting is important for the full 24 hours.
2: Yeah, I think like not letting anyone dictate the tone of your day besides yourself. I feel like it's taking control. And I don't care if it takes me an hour to be my best self for the whole day. I'll take I'll do that. And there's ways to work around things with the baby, you know, or or kids like you can get very creative when someone tells me they don't have time. I, I just I think there's there's ways to work around it.
1: There absolutely is. I think when people say that, it's
2: this, they don't want to find a solution. Yeah, and then they're scrolling through social media for four hours. Or you can wake wake up earlier then. Yeah. Or go to bed earlier. Or, yeah, or go to bed earlier. Or, or, you know, just little things, little things that you can add, little habits make the biggest difference. You know, grounding your feet outside, walking outside, having your coffee outside instead of inside. There's little tiny hacks that you can do all day. I even... This is like going off on a tangent, but I even take my conference calls on one day a week and that day I'm walking. So I'm able to at least be outside and walk on the calls like instead of sitting in front. I don't like video. I won't do video Zoom. I I just want to talk on the phone so I can walk. I can move. I think when you make those little tweaks, it makes it does make a big difference over time.
1: Okay, I have one more question. What is the the biggest like the best advice that you've gotten um, in motherhood, and then what is the best advice you've gotten in business?
2: Motherhood, I did not Google one thing when I got pregnant. Oh good. Not one. I didn't look at Pinterest. I didn't I didn't text a friend. I didn't read anything about it. I just trusted myself. And I think that that has helped me keep my blinders on. For instance, I'll give you an example. There's 6,000 ways to feed a baby. There's like baby led weaning and like all this fucking shit that they make over like you can feed like formula or whatever. I just, I just did what worked for me. And what that was, was anything I was eating, she ate. And that's what worked. And I, I don't know if that's like proper or whatever. I just did what worked for me. So my advice would be, don't listen to advice. Do what works for you. When it comes to running a business, Um, I think that it's like baking a cake. There is so many different ingredients in the cake. There is consistency, discipline, patience, patience is a big one. Um, there's quality content, there's all different kinds of things. And you have to make sure that you're constantly um, sort of nurturing each of those areas. I think it's important. It's not a one size fits all. There's no secret formula. Um, But I think if you can wake up every day and do one thing, I do this every night when I lay my head down on the pillow and think what is one thing I did to move the needle closer towards my goal. And it can be as little as I did a giveaway for my followers that engaged them and, you know, deep our relationship, whatever it is that makes me happy and I think that's how I've grown the business. There's been no epiphany. It's not been overnight. I've not gone viral. It's not a huge deal that I got. It's been just laying my head down every night and being like, okay, I did this little thing. I did this little thing. I approved a merch design. I Just little things that take you closer towards the goal. That's how I think you build a long term business because it's not short term and we don't want it to be short term.
1: Mm, No, I'm so glad you said that too because actually me and Mila were working yesterday and when I left, she was like, did we get anything done I'm like, we did good today, right we did, we did, did we get stuff? anything done and I was like as you asked me that question and I said, I think yeah uh, you know there's still so much to be done and then I got in the car and I th- literally thought about all the shit we did yesterday and I was like, we did so much shit. Like we designed like three merch items. Like we designed like three merch items. We we did so many. We approved like a box. We like we did so many things. We had a meeting about our retreat. We we had we did like at least ten things. And the fact that I even hesitated to wonder if I had done anything was absolutely nuts. Um, and I was like, wow, I'm fucking crazy. Um, and I really have to learn how to just celebrate the small wins and not like look for these major huge shifts that I, I, I guess identify as like I did a lot today like you know it's just it's, there, you got
2: Yeah, there's always shit to be done it never ends it doesn't matter I, there's always something to do, but you guys are doing a
3: great job. Thank you. Yeah. So are you. You're doing an amazing job. Thank you. I Thank really you. like how you like have a community style, even in a beauty brand. You know, like you're asking your audience, you're asking your customer, what do you think we should do? I think that was that's super unique, and and like people miss that. You know, people want to be involved in the process. People want to know what's going on, and I mean us too. We, we've we've it's a community effort. It's not just us because you know obviously we make the decisions, but we've created this space for people to feel welcome. Like, please come sit with us. We want you here. So I think like, that's pretty cool. And just like being present in it. Cause like you said, sometimes they'll, you'll, I mean, I'm sure you look back and when you were 20 blogging, you know, and you're like, damn, never did I imagine I'd be sitting in this studio overlooking West Hollywood and my own shit. But like just being grateful for every step of the way. And I, I got, we got some good advice at the podcast movement or, um, I think from, Twyla and what she said was like, um, you know, people struggle with figuring out their thing. What's your thing? Like your whole fucking 20s and sometimes your 30s is like, oh God, like, am I going to be successful at the thing? What is the thing that I love to do? But, you know, when it comes to the thing, when you find it, your passion, your purpose, you won't give a fuck if it takes three years until you make any money because
2: bingo. You'll, you'll, that's the you'll unlock. Know, you'll that's know. the secret formula. You will
3: know it's your thing. You
2: don't give a fuck if you don't make money because you know the money will come because you're doing what you love to
3: create. Yep, and you're like only I can do. That's, that's, the, unlock. that's that, the unlock. That's that is. It's like when you when you when you sleep, eat, and shit that thing. When you go to sleep thinking about it and you wake up thinking about it, that's when you're that's when you're on your way. You know, even if it takes five years, even if it takes three years, the consistency and like the. Uh, I know for without a doubt that this is what I'm supposed to be doing it it, the money is gonna come that that's the thing like I I know the money is gonna come you know I even when the money wasn't coming at all I'm like the money's coming I don't know when or from who but it's coming (laughs) you know there's no question because we were so clear about what it is that we were starting and the community that we were like creating and so I just think
2: yeah that's really good advice you guys gave great advice on our podcast too you guys got to go listen to them. Please. Yep. Can you tell our people where to find you? At Lauren Bostick at the skinny confidential for product. We just launched an ice roller and an oil. So
1: your product, I love your packaging. I'm a packaging like. Thank you. A, that means actually pork. a lot coming from you. Yeah, well, it's it's based cuz of my mom. My mom is like is obsessed with packaging and so now I'm obsessed with packaging and I it's, important. Packaging. it's important. It's important.
2: Very- That's very very nice. I'm so happy that you guys like it. And my book is on Amazon Get the fuck out of the sun. It's <laughs> <laughs> skincare tips and tricks from a 100 of the top-tier influencers, podcasters, celebrities, doctors, everything, and a bunch of my tips and tricks.
3: Wow, I'm so excited. I'm so inspired by you. You guys I'm get like, a book. You have a, oh, we do? Yeah, oh, and yeah. I'm going to send you vibrators. Yes, yes. I'm like this bitch has a book she got a podcast she got a vibe it's been 13 years (laughs) oh my god all my shit is
1: gonna be pink and it's gonna look super cute I'm gonna set all my shit up in one corner
2: I called Erica (laughs) the beauty blender's in here it is? yes
3: Mm. I I was like Erica are you wearing pink today because you know her favorite color is pink and then I started looking through my closet I'm like damn I don't even have anything you know what's funny for my business not for
2: my home or my clothes Oh, because
3: you probably pinked out at the business i'm pinked out <laughs> like no more pink
2: God the beauty it. blender is in here a lot i can't believe i didn't tell your mom that oh, you tell should talk don't worry thank you guys for having me you. you guys are both amazing i can't wait to re-listen to your threesome episode <laughs>
1: All right, you guys, you know where to find us at Moms underscore Choices on Instagram. And make sure you go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts because reviews matter. And you can watch this episode um, on Patreon. That's patreon.com backslash goodmomsbadchoices. If you are in your city, you're lonely, looking for a mom, a woman, a tribe... Anything, make sure you join our Patreon. We will connect you to our Slack community where we have hundreds of women ready to meet up with you guys and connect. We talk with you guys every single day on there, and we share a lot of funny shit over there. There is some funny shit happening. There over is there. like a,
3: like imagine our stories times a hundred.
1: Yeah, there's <laughs> a lot of like dating photos, app photos, naked photos. Anyway, um, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.
3: <laughs>